think it's an excellent way to way to be because the most important thing you could protect is your privacy and your time to just right. not have feel like you've got to respond to everybody else. Mm-hmm. Sherlock here for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFPR.FM, and in the local Franklin Mass radio dial, 102.9. Here today in studio with Rick Rollincross. Rick, thank you for taking time this morning to come. Oh, thank you for seeing me, Steve. And I understand you're advocating for uh, less screen time for primarily the students, but in order to help some of the other issues that we've either seen and you can elude, uh, we can elaborate on, um, but it gives them, and my short story would be, gives them additional tools in the toolbox in order for students primarily, but almost any of us, in order to make sense of the world and our position as we go forward in it. Yeah, I, I think it's about creating space because today's world is so crowded with everything. Um, Finding time to be away from screens is important, um, but not just be away from screens, but be engaged in some meaningful activities um, that help you to develop wisdom and reflection and self-knowledge. All right, and for those who, they're saying, who's Steve talking to? <laughs> Give us a little bit of your short story, because you've got a psychological background, and I oh. think that gives you some of that you know, import so that you're just not any old person on the street saying, hey, let's do this. You've got some expertise in that arena. Oh, yeah. I'm a retired psychologist, um, been retired for nine years, and watched with increasing alarm the mental health crisis among students um, and schools and wanted to offer something. And I think that the initiatives, um, which include labyrinths and diamond painting, are two ways that can contribute to the students' well-being. Mm -hmm. And for the listeners, you may remember, uh, at least through the Franklin Matters I've shared, because you had done a labyrinth and coordinated some labyrinth walks with FUSF, which also has a labyrinth in public yep. space. Yep. Elaborate on the labyrinth uh, and its approach in that space. Well, the labyrinth, my labyrinth is a, is a physical labyrinth, but it doesn't have to be when we're talking about schools, because I realize they have building concerns right. and they may not be able to, but the labyrinth is an ancient geometric design that's been used for centuries. Um, it's a one-way path in and a one-way path out. And for some people, it can be a walking uh, reflection, a chance to calm down, to get themselves together, to express gratitude, or anything that they really want it to be. But you know, again, it's time away from screens and time for students to be able to reflect, or anyone, mm -hmm. um, to be able to reflect and hopefully move forward. Because the lesson of the labyrinth is, no matter what happens in life, you have to keep moving forward. It's like Confucius says, it doesn't matter how slowly you go as long as you don't stop. Right. And I remember one year a tree fell down and blocked the labyrinth. And I said, what am I going to do? And I said, well, it's just like life. You just got to walk over the tree until yep. you can get it removed. Sure. And now labyrinth certainly can be, and people may f have the picture in the mind of kind of like a path, whether it's smooth or stoned or marked in some way. 
but I believe there's also kind of carpets and uh, yeah. cloth designs that can be put down in open yeah. spaces as well. Exactly. You know, there are canvas labyrinths that can be put down on a gymnasium floor. There are wooden desktop labyrinths that students can use in their desks and their seats if they wanted to. Um, so there's a number of ways that they can be integrated into the curriculum for students in a helpful way. Mm -hmm. You know, the diamond painting is a relatively new craft, but I'm really positive of its helpful effects on mood and emotional regulation. Okay, and I know we're doing this as an audio thing, so they wouldn't necessarily be able to see the little brief demo of the little things, but can you explain a little bit more about what the diving painting is? Yeah, it's just, um, it comes in kits, and it's these little, uh, they call them diamonds, but obviously they're not diamonds. They're not diamonds. <laughs> um, but they're colored gemstones, and what you do is you just pick them up with little pieces with a little stick and place them on a, on a pre-sticky canvas. Um, and following a number, it's like painting by number. Um, it has that same principle. Same principle, but with actual physical things yeah. as opposed to uh, whether brush. it's a, a paintbrush or a pencil stick yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, and it's a lot less messy. <laughs> it's a lot less messy. It's a cleaner <laughs> plastic. Clean. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I think you do this at the Senior Center periodically? Um, yeah, I've been doing it on Fridays at the Senior Center for, I would say, maybe the last seven or eight months. Okay. And it's been well received there, yeah. certainly amongst that population. If it's received there, then yeah, then others should be able to use it as well. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really optimistic about its potential, not just in schools but also mental health facilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we we do have, and anybody who spends any time on the screen, <laughs> doom scrolling is a good word. <laughs> I don't necessarily <laughs> like it, but you, you you get into that. It's like, wait a minute, what's going on? Wait a minute, what's going on? And just yeah. Yeah. And then it's all, all of a sudden, it's like your life isn't your own. It's like two hours have gone by and nothing's been done. And a lot of the, like you said, doom scrolling is to just keep you keep you engaged. And right. um, there was recently um, a letter written by a group of psychologists demanding the tech companies stop manipulating young people yeah. through their ads. Yeah, that's the one piece, and I know some of the listeners, readers may be familiar with because I had taken Franklin Matters off. Facebook a couple of years ago for that reason, because the way the app is designed, to your point, it, it, it just incenting engagement, yeah. keeping you on, whether it's scrolling through videos or audios or just scrolling through. So you, you get a, a refined picture of the world, but it, it's not necessarily a true representation of the world, right. for sure. But because it's just the interface, we as users have to take deliberate action to change the interface to do what we want to do, and they don't make that easy. No, no, it's it's really contributed to the fragmentation of society, because we all used to grow up when we were growing up. There were only three stations. You watched them. You got the news. You all heard the same news. Mm -hmm. um, and now it's, you know, they'll cater the news to what you want to hear. But right. It's not necessarily right. the news. Yeah. Once you click on something, all of a sudden everything else is coming through yeah. that way, yeah. <laughs> and you're stuck. Yeah, there are, there are some tools. So I'll just spend brief, briefly on that. I certainly uh, use Google a lot, and yep. Google certainly benefits from the ads, etc. Um, DuckDuckGo is one tool that at least oh, labels yeah. nicely on or layers nicely on Google. So it used to be that if I clicked on something, then immediately 
you know, the next time I went into Facebook, there would be ads for it. DuckDuckGo at least eliminates most of that. Yeah. It's not perfect because some of those folks are out there still trying to, yeah. you know, jump ahead of the game all the time. But that is a good help. Wow. Yeah. So, and so in your research and continued research, uh, you're still finding more and more of these studies that show that this is an impact negatively, both on students and, and youth, everybody in general. Yeah, well, I think it's not so much the screens themselves, it's the amount of time that's being spent. And, you know, uh, students who spend seven hours or more uh, typically do poorer academically. And uh, getting back to the um, time away from screens, the benefits of it, there was a study by the University of Pennsylvania and where students who were depressed limited their screen time to 30 minutes or less a day mm -hmm. and noted significant improvement even after several weeks. Yeah. yeah it, I know offhand it kind of makes sense because if, if you're spending seven hours, quote, doom scrolling, that's, you know, potentially some number of hours you could have spent either outside exercising or doing some sports yeah. or, you know, just studying and, and or reading a book. Well, that's the <laughs> other concern, too, is that the screen time is making, making people more sedentary and that's increasing obesity and ultimately heart disease. So, yeah. you know, it's another reason for decreasing screen time. Sure try and take more of a holistic approach and then get rid of some of the technology. Let's go back to the the other days where <laughs> it was a little bit, you know, less tech focused. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever go back there, but um, we can hopefully make some space in the current world for there, there to be enough time and opportunity for students to develop wisdom and think for themselves without being glued to the screen 24-7. Yeah. Yeah, because clearly the, the, the genie's out of the bottle. We're never going to put it back. Right. But the key, I think, is really just another analogy, perhaps, is just another tool in the toolbox for us to help make sense of the world and continue to go forward, as we yeah. said. And I think parents, you know, can help by limiting their own mobile use in front of their children. Sure. Um, Role modeling. Yeah, and not allowing phones at the dinner table, things like that. Sure. But I know even that could be a battle. That can be a battle, yep. I, I know every, every, not every time, but most of the time when we're out to dinner in some public place, it, it concerns me when there's a family or, or a party of any number of people and they're all... <laughs> Nobody's talking to one another. Everybody's on their phone. And... Yeah, or if it's a quick conversation, did you see this? Did you hear about that? I yeah. mean, it, yeah. I miss the 20th century. <laughs> <laughs> well, certainly living in this world where in the role that I'm at with, with TV and radio, clearly yeah. media has a place yeah. um, for delivering info. But yeah, we, we need to be careful in terms of making sure that they get the right and accurate info, be able to discern which should be done versus which shouldn't be. Yeah. And to the overall point is just step back and spend less time. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to add to this? Or is that the gist of the yeah, that's the, the, the import so far? Yeah, I think that, you know, labyrinth, introducing labyrinths and diamond painting into the schools are the two initiatives that I would like to propose and hopefully um, help with because I think it would really be... Uh, very helpful for students and staff. Mm -hmm. 
And both of those sound like they're not tremendous cost imp impediments to them. No, I think that the diamond painting is very um, inexpensive. Right. The materials, and yep. I've uh, I created a nonprofit corporation um, and pledged five thousand dollars to teachers who write, want to write grants that support either of these two initiatives this year. To incorporate that in whatever they're doing in the classrooms. Yeah. Okay. And I, you know, in the package, I broke it down by grade level, the activities, so they could even cut and paste mm -hmm. for the grant application. Sure. You've given some of the basics that they would need to make the application. Yeah. Sure. And then I think you also do some of these classes you mentioned at the Senior Center, but you're also starting to do some of those through Tri-County? Uh, yeah. yeah uh, I'm offering the, a, a class on, I think it's October 18th, it's three or four weeks for okay. anybody who's interested. Sure, and we can include the link in the show notes for those who are listening. You don't have to scramble for a piece of paper and write it down now. It'll be in the show notes oh, okay. and on the website so they can come back to it. Thanks. Yeah, I think that makes sense, at least in terms of my own navigation, uh, my own personal use, which may not work for somebody else, but I turn off all notifications. So yeah. when I have my device, it's always with me, but I choose to go to it to get an update for whatever reason, yeah. um, as opposed to getting flooded by all the notifications. Yeah. I operate the same way, and I think it's an excellent way to, way to be, because the most important thing you can protect is your privacy and your time to just... Right not have feel like you've got to respond to everybody else. Mm -hmm. Well, good. Well, thank you for spending some time to share that with the listeners. And listeners, thank you for listening. If you've got, we'll include Rick's uh, info uh, in the show notes. If you have additional questions, certainly you can feel free to reach out to me or to Rick directly. And thank you. Good luck um, as you continue to advocate. Hopefully we'll have created enough awareness so that people will say, yeah, consider what Rick's doing. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Thank you so much, Steve. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And quick reminder for the listeners, we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tintype Tunes in 2008 and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. And by the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.